Maybe you can just bleep some of that out. You can go with it. Anyway, <laughs> g'day punters. Welcome to the mailbag. Uh, powered by punningform.com.au. Uh, we all use sectional proform, but you can get a pack for $10 a week, get you started. You can be using the workbooks, doing your speed maps, framing your own markets. It does it all for you. Uh, give it a go, punningform.com.au. Also, betfair.com.au, who support our show. Hydrated by Goat Lager. Uh, brewed with the natural, pure waters of the Yarra River, right here in Victoria. Beautiful drop. Uh, boys, the Young Guns, midweek podcast been flying. That's Jackson, that's Nick. I'm not going to shake hands because it's COVID. And also, Jackson's a bit sweaty because I just wiped him like a dirty ass on the ping pong table. <laughs> Wipe me, please. Nick had him as favourite. He had a few looks, didn't he? Yeah, he, he, looked, he looked points. good early. I thought he really looked good early, but I think he needed the run, to be honest. Peaked clearly. Head noises. Head noises. <laughs> yeah, there's... There's a lot of those. Yeah, and anyway, I belted him. Oh, please. Now, boys, mm. midweek podcast. Also, Pete's here. Hopefully, we'll get a little bit out of him, but not heaps as usual. <laughs> um, how are you going, Pete? I'm doing outstanding. You're doing outstanding? Yeah. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Just checking on your big guy. You know what I love you. <coughs> right, midweek podcast, boys. Yeah. $5.99 a week. They also get... What else do they get for that? The WA... Yeah, they get the Perth set as well. Which is the longest running Perth podcast ever. Good. <laughs> it's good stuff, that podcast. Hey, we've, we've been throwing chubbies out, and in fact, there'll be a couple of chubbies coming out this Saturday. <laughs> uh, one I'm really keen on. It's probably the keenest I've been on a chubby since... Uh... <laughs> since when? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So for 5 9 you get... Pete's stuff, previews, reviews as well, or just previews? No, just previews. Just previews, just bets, chubbies and yeah. skinnies. And <laughs> what do you mean? What do, what do they get? <laughs> chubbies, just I like bets. All just bets. Okay, they also get the midweek preview, which is like you two previewing predominantly the Victorian Metro meeting. Well, yeah. only the Metro meeting yeah, in Victoria. Jacko, Jacko's been flying recently, so. <laughs> they both have been flying for a long time. It's good content. He's just yeah, been, no, we've been... It was a bit filthy that I stole his Sunday with I Love the Game. But. Yeah, I was a little oh, bit annoyed with that. I think he sort of jumped in pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Just, he pepped up a bit there. I was surprised. <laughs> you were surprised? I well, thought you know. he might stay back in his box, but... I've had a bit going on this week with Mrs. Dan. I mean, full-time dad, full-time punter. So I didn't get time to listen to it this week. So I didn't know. But I did read, as I always do, Nick's trial report, and it was in blue. Yeah. So I keep an eye on that stuff. And I... That's why I promoted Nick. That's <laughs> alright, mate. That's alright. Well, don't take it personally. No, yeah, no, Jack, no, he I, just I, popped I, the assist. He was like Rajon Rondo. Just, yeah, the, the, just lobbing it up for the big fella. Just, just smash it there. That's right. I, 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 best bet of the day it was. So. Hey. Um, Going to preview uh, four races in detail at Flemington today, guys. Races two, four, six, and seven. Uh, the young bloods have picked out those four races to cover for you guys today on... This show, uh, we're racing at Flemington. The rail's out, is it 11? Yep, 11 yep. metres. Which is a unique position and could throw up a bit of a chaotic pattern. Uh, I think you're best not to overthink the rail position, but yeah, watch, when, when watch it's a it unique out. one like this, yeah, yeah watch sure. and learn as always. You two agree, but your own thoughts. Agree. I, I kind of think it's going to be on pace, but I'm pretty happy to adjust. Um, yep. I'll be pretty fluid. Pete? No okay, comment. race two, guys. Up comes the uh, speed map and a synthetic hold, which is the best bets of all the uh, plastics as we speak. Um, 420 metres out of the chute there at Flemington. Speed map's always a bit tricky to do. Um, there's a little bit of speed, sort of, then there's not a lot of speed. I think there's a bunch of them that are sort of um, 
like a couple of wide ones might try and roll forward. Wouldn't be surprised if uh, Ben Mellon, who gets on South Parade, kicks up and is a lot more positive than it was at Mornington and at Sandown. Yep. Uh, I'll get to that horse after Jackson's spoken about it. I think we're both going to be pushing that. Nick, what are you doing here? Uh, to be like I found South Parade. I thought his last start run was good. Like 1,400 looks suited, like you said, forward from barrier three. Horse probably out on top was Burley Boy, just at the price. SP240 on debut, yeah. been gelded since. Been against Cloudbreaker, Luna Fox, which is pretty solid form, been gelded since. He laid on that day, I don't think he'll lead on Saturday, and that's probably the issue from Barrier 1. I think he could be sort of buried, but I do think he's a horse with talent. So I'd probably lean his way at the price, but it looks a very, very deep race. Peter, anything you'd like to um, comment on in this race, mate? No, I, I found it really difficult just on the on the quick data. That's it. Thanks, mate. Uh, uh, Jackson? I'll, I'll jump in. Yeah, um, I, I think we've uh, both on the same horse here, number 12. Um, I, I know the trainer was interviewed before his debut and, and, and you know, I think he had some issues the week before. And so yeah, he, issues. <laughs> He went to that race instead of having a. Why don't I just say what you're trying to say about here? This is a complete and utter setup job. <laughs> this was savaged it at Mornington in an enormous close. Mm. Not suited. Probably not trying. Expect with the booking of Mellon and that good early money that you'll see this horse ring with intent and try and go a lot better than it went at Mornington. This is a step up in grade, but this is a classic sort of Caulfield operation here. This horse will. Go good. I'm convinced of it. I think anything north of five dollars is good odds. Yep. Uh, I suspect he lands better than midfield. Would you agree with? Yeah. Yeah. I've been three back the fence a little bit better than midfield. Yeah. I think there's a horse uh, number five. I don't know how to say that, Nick. You got the race call in blood. Also one. Else one. Yeah. Else one. Number five showed a little bit that it could sort of improve here. Yep. Um, the line real nice. There's a bunch of horses that you sort of can't knock. But I just think this is the setup horse, 400, Flemington. This looks like a big plan for me. North of $5 is a great bet. Yeah, uh, quickest last 200 uh, uh, um, on, on meeting their last start. It just went huge. It's just a bet, I think. I've taken the early price. Anything else? Yeah. Race four, boys. There's a synthetic hold and the speed map coming up in your screens there at home. Whoo-hoo. Tricky, tricky little race, this, boys. Jackson or Nick, who kick us off? Yeah, me and Jacko, we've sort of already had an argument about this race, so we'll probably just redo it. I was pretty keen to back right you are here. I wasn't in love with the sort of Flemington lead-up form. Um, I think Kulth or Kluth, whatever you want to call it, is the best horse out of that race. But there is a final this race in, I think, two weeks, over 2,400. Are going to be better suited there than staying at 2,000? And I think right you are is the best horse in the race. Liked his win last start. I just think he can elevate off that. I think he's got a lot of improvement left in him this preparation. Ollie jumps off. Pretty good indication that the, the, the probably the greatest of all time. Yeah. Especially the greatest going around at the moment has decided to ride your horse as opposed to cool. Yeah, exactly. He rode like both last start. Yeah. He did give right you are an absolute peach. That That's like a slight concern, the map from barrier number 13, but... I'm hoping Ollie just sort of keeps him out in clean air. So you think out of like a ding, he'll stay 2,000 metres, no worries. I was I was pretty keen to back him at sort of $4.80, given I was against the lead-up form, and if I'm against that, I'm pretty much against sort of all of them. I thought the, the horse at value might be knock-knock, getting to 2,000 metres, good camp, um, looking for the distance. But 
Jackson. Well, good bet for me, I reckon. Yeah, I'm completely the other way around. Um, I want to be the apples to apples here, the 2,000 metre lead up here at Flemington um, on the on the wet track, I thought. <laughs> the apples to apples. Apples. So we went oh, 2,000 metres yeah. here. Yep. And, and Sorry, mate. I, no, thought no, thought all good. I thought it was a horse. No, 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 no. Just, it, just the comparison, the clarity yeah. of the lead up. Like for like. Yes. Flemington form for Flemington Tracks. Yes, apples to apples, as yeah. people would say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, happy to be with Kulf. I thought he was completely unsuited. They went pretty slow early and then really quickened up between the 800 and the 400, and he was off the bit and a long way out. It, it, it looked like he was under pressure, but I was. I loved his last uh, 100 metres. Ollie going off is an issue. Um, but I, I just thought, right, you are completely PR'd there last up. At Caulfield, I thought Ollie got everything out of the horse. I didn't like his last 50. I didn't think he was as, as strong through the line as I like to see them. I didn't now go to a milder 2,000 metres, so I'm happy to be with Kulf. I thought, um, I think they're both sort of well found. Um, I don't like the map for either of them. Um, I think if you want to back one like Nick's doing or you're doing, I can not like sort of say that's a bad idea. But you certainly can't have both. And then you've got to sort of, if you want to have both, you've got to be penning like Perzan and Hypercane, and I don't think you should do that. Uh, Perzan's SP profile sort of says, be careful here, but it was very good. Although suited, a great ride last start. Yep. It's still like, it was there to be beaten, and it, and it got the job done. I think the horse that will improve, but the price is still probably a bit short. I think you get sort of $12 and north of uh, his number eight, Grinzinger Alley. Ben Mellon rides, uh, it gets a soft run. It'll need luck, but it'll be strong late. It wasn't suited at all yeah. last start. Uh, the other horse, which I think is a Flemington horse, uh, and if the rain does come on Saturday, this horse will go even better, is number seven, Blue Ocean. Uh, it'll be back with Kulf, and I think it'll be really strong late. The wetter, the better. And I think, like, Independent Road... Just a number. It's an, it, it is a myth. Yeah, he's, he's a life with me, independent mode. Yeah, yeah but, but mate, <laughs> when you, if you start to see 20s and 22s on the fair and you're playing in this race, you must chop on it, in my opinion. I think the horse has good ability. From barrier seven, it'd be pretty hard for it to get not a good run. So I'll be looking to back Grinzinger Alley, Blue Ocean, and maybe chop independent road. Obviously, I've got to spend a lot less to get a result as opposed to getting stuck into one of these two favourites. I expect right you are will be the one they back. And if you want to back Kulth, just wait and you get a better price. Race, what are we doing next? Six. six. Yeah, race six. Race six. Up comes the Simph hold and a little bit of a speed map. Who wanted to do this race? Because I thought this race is a real stinker. <laughs> this, like, this is the numbers. Yeah. I want to do this race. because I just the expensive imports that have failed to deliver and the poor owners are still paying. I, I thought there was a horse here that wasn't a number and he's racing the numbers. So... He's not coming from the apples to apples like Jack was. So. <laughs> Let me guess what it is. Five. Three. My computer's died on me, so I'm just going off the cuff. Oh, I don't know what number he is. Up to play first here. He hasn't even charged the bloody thing. <laughs> Arnie Lucas was the horse I wanted to back. That I big Pushkin man you are. Yeah, I am a big Pushkin oh, man. So. Massive. I think this horse is just really on an upward sort of spiral. Like, you look at his last few runs. Last start, it was a very easy win at Ballarat. Off a slow tempo, quick back up, quick back up tick, and then the run prior, he bolted in. Or the the run prior at Ballarat, I should say, he bolted in off a fast tempo, sitting three wide. So, given that, I think he'll run twenty five hundred meters. He had one crack at this race. I reckon it was this race last year, actually, and he was just completely under prep. But now I think more seasoned horse, 
Egan aboard, taking on the numbers like Chapada, Al Faris, like we know their sort of level. We don't know this horse's level. And I thought he probably got the run of the race, probably one out, one back, maybe even OSL. I was pretty keen to bet it there, to be honest. Jackson, you don't have to make anything up here, mate, if you don't want to. No, I don't want to. Okay. I reckon it, depending how the track's played, Al Faris is ready to do something. Yep. Uh, it wasn't suited and was very good last start, I thought. Uh, the other horse that I think will improve to Flemington is the five, Lord Belvedere. I think it's one from one at the track and trip. It is. Yeah, uh, ben Mellon goes on. bolted in that day. Uh, the barrier draw is a bit scary. I, I suspect they just show no intent and it's sort of back near the end and it'll just need... Often what happens at Flemington, in my opinion, is when they go back, it's just if they the race works out nicely for them from the 12 to the 6 when they get a nice like toe into the race, or if yeah. they feel like they've got to go and they do all the work. Yeah. Uh, if he gets like, you know, the everything lines up, I think this horse will be really strong late. It looks like the sort of wild thing, like maybe this start, if not next start, this is when you want to start focusing on Lord Belvedere. Uh, but love to see what they do with Mahatma Deus and what the stewards don't do. This horse was ridden with intent last start for the first time in its racing life, and nothing was said or done about that. So are we to expect that uh, Mahatma Deus tries to lead here, or does it go back to its old pattern and just fall back the fence? And he's up and trip, that's sort of 2,500 for the first time in his career. So he's so going from setting, setting on speed in a shorter trip at a good tempo yep. to a slower, longer race. So he should probably lead. You would think. Yeah, I thought he'd be right but, there. But... He won't lead. He'll be four back the fence. <laughs> that's my tip. Yeah. Don't want to bet in the race, but that's my read on it. Race seven, punters. There's a speed map. Up comes a simple. Jackson, take us away. Oh, 1,200 metres. 1,200 metres. Down straight at headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> I found it a tricky race. Um, I don't have too much clarity here. Like, I found King of Hastings. Craig uh, Williams on board. He hasn't been airborne all airborne of the last month or so but these are sort of the meetings he really starts to pick up I, I think he's a couple different it's not apples to apples mate <laughs> COVID all, yeah, the, all he, the big dogs are back it's Ollie V Willow yeah and was Ollie V Willow yeah but Ollie's have, all, but normally Willow have, doesn't travel like go on holiday and, and Mark Zara and Ollie are off like around Europe somewhere yeah, freshened yeah. right up no one's freshened up yeah true true well I, yeah, I just found King of Hastings here um, I liked I liked his last start win there at Swan Hill. Um, issue taking Swan Hill form into this, but I come through a, a quick race. I had it on top. I don't think there's any spoils at the price. Uh, the other horse I found was Kilcarney Royale. Um, quick backup. Quick backup coming off a really Good quick figures. tempo. Yeah. yeah. Um, I backed this horse on debut at Mornington, and I'd, I, I've a lot of time for this horse. It has PR'd in its last two wins, but. At, at the price I won't be losing so on So for the either. punter at home when you're talking about King of Hastings right, it's coming off a Swan Hill race mm. you're using the sort of punting form benchmark figures to, to go even though it's a Swan Hill I'm happy with that is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah exactly right and you have a look at um, it's personal best within the last two years it's, it, it has a, 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 a 13 length above benchmark which is the best personal best oh, at Flemington too at Flemington but only over the 1000 metres over 1000 metres which is apples to oranges which is the concern for me yeah, yeah. this peak figure is huge it's over 1000 metres so there's the horses here with peak figures over like 1200 and there's a lot of there's actually a few here with peak figures over 1400 um, Nick yeah, I thought he was the best bet of the day, King of Hastings. The $3 <laughs> is well over the odds. I marked him $2.20. And oh, 
On your pinningform.com.au workshop. There workshop. is only one danger. I thought it was run to perfection, who has jumped out since his last run. There was good market support first up, and he had the thumps, so that's a forgive. His last start over 1,200 metres, he ran second to Catalyst. So I would be saving him. I'm a bit scared of him, but if he took him out of the race, like I'd just be declaring this horse King of Hastings. I think Broadway in fourth is close to the end of the prep. Um, maybe a bit of an afterthought this race. He should have won last week, but... Let's be honest, it wasn't a great race. It was a benchmark 84, which Be My Star won. Like, King of Hastings has gone to the Topaz at Swan Hill, which, you know, is a very solid sort of form reference and horses can come out of that race and sort of be on an upward spiral from that. He beat some decent horses. The start prior, he should have beat Prezado, in my opinion, at Flemington, starting favourite. I just think he's the best horse in the race. <laughs> what about if you take it the other way and Mitch Friedman thought maybe you're probably not going to be able to be suited here at Mooney Valley. This would be a good pop. Little, little tick over for personally for the, for the I don't think she's as good a horse as King of Hastings she's going to have to give him a head start in the run she's I think on the quick back up the market will be with her and they'll just hold our price King of Hastings and I, I was pretty keen just to bet up there and save run to perfection I thought there was only two chances Pistol mm. alright um, <laughs> I'm going to be siding with a Maroney pair at odds Hawker Hurricane Do you Albert. Want to elaborate on that a little bit for the viewer at home, please? The form coming out of the last start of Hawker Hurricane is your outstanding. No horse actually coming out of that race has actually finished worse than fourth. Every horse is placed. And there's basically been almost what, three quarters of the field run so far. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, small query in terms of the overall track stats. But if you go back, there's actually a few good figures there that's run at Flemington. Um, and I think both it and our Burke have drawn the right side of the track. I'd rather be wider. Uh, down the straight than on the inside. So for me, Hawker Hurricane and Alberg, double figures, just have a little splash. Um, is that everyone except me? Yep. Okay. <clears throat> Agree with sort of everything you said, but I don't like the prices. King of Hastings, Broadway and Forth, Kilcarney, Kilcarney Royale. I, I think there's enough chinks to, to pen run for perfection. Um, odd behaviour, 1400 back to 1200. It does look like a 1200 metre horse, but Why'd they jump? Why'd it start at 400 metres? Uh, the market loved it, but I doubt the market really knew what it was doing. It was just sort of respecting its catalyst form, like you said. Um, they all can win, but as far as betting into this race, I'm keen to do it, and I'm keen to go sort of wider. I want to back number nine, Scorpius, number three, Alberk, and number 12, That Girl. Average price of $18. Uh, again, kind of like race two or race four, was it? Not a lot of spend here to get a good result. Yeah. That girl was, um, it looked a little bit heavy to me at sale, was ridden with intent and just got it done. It's a horse with good ability. It'll need a good ride here. And it will need them to go sort of up the middle. If they went yep. to the inside fence, it's not going to be pretty. Yep. Our Burke, <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> I've backed this thing every start this prep. It's been slaughtered at ancient every. Please God. It's fine. Allah. Um, <laughs> give this thing some, some, some luck in run I think it'll be going really really close even a horse like I Am Eloquent and Hawker Hurricane they'll be the sort of next two if I really got invested I'll be chopping on I'm happy to be to risk Broadway and Forth off the map happy to risk Rump to Perfection just off the prep I'm scared of King of Hastings but happy to sort of, I've got to risk it if I want to bet the others so yeah, yeah keen to bet uh, Number nine, Scorpius. Number three, our Burke. And number 12, that girl. Boys, best value and a lay, please. Um, 
Best bet, race two, number 12. Concur, that's mine too. A South Road. Best value, uh, race seven, number 11, Kilcarney Royale. And lay, I will be laying race four, number one. Right, you are. All right, best for me, race seven, horse number one, King of Hastings. Uh, value, I'll go with race two, horse number eight, Burley Boy. And the lay, I was keen to back the last Napoleon in the 1,000 metre race, so I'll, I'll lay pinion. Hope she doesn't get a stuff. <laughs> Cutlass. <laughs> Pistol. For Flemington or otherwise? I'll try and lay saying that you're not Tiffin's going to get scratched, please. So we're going to... <laughs> My lay of the weekend is in Perth, but you'll have to check the link below because the markets aren't out yet, but I know I'm going to lay. Um, <laughs> check out the Betfair Hub. I feel like this sheet, this seat's like lower. No, you just, you've got like a short torso. <laughs> I've got a short torso. Yeah. No, I've got a long torso and minimal pin. <laughs> short legs. I've always had to get like short legs. I've always had to get the short leg jeans. I had to really tone full sweep to get like that 55 minute drop behind on my peak. Oh, in my early turns. Because I've got minimal pin length. <laughs> 55 minutes. <laughs> in my day. It's a long way to go. I can't kick a 20. Yeah. It's all biomechanics, it's how you use 45 it. 45 on the left, Nick. <laughs> Thanks for that inside pistol. Yep, left was never my strength. You wouldn't need it. No. Big dog. Just get out of my fucking way and put it on my chest. <laughs> you go back, take your 35. <laughs> I know you're top. Big you operator. Do. Yep. You break a few people? A couple. On the lead? Not too many. You're going to drop them a hole, you're going to get hurt? I knocked out my best mate one day. Playing <laughs> Took a screamer on him, kneed him in the back of the head. And he was on my team, so... <laughs> Sorry, Pete. Bloody wonderful. Best bet? Did you do your best in that? Don't know, did I? Just check, check, the, check the link below. Okay, punters, my best. Race 2, number 12, South Parade. My value can be race seven, back number nine, number 12, and number three, that's Scorpius, that girl, and our Burke. My lay can be number race number two, number three, Cherry Tortini. Don't like the draw, don't like the weight. Um, happy to be against. But I might lay another one for you if you read the Betfair hub thing that Pete's talking about. Anything else we should talk about? We've got AFL betting information which was sound and entertaining Some one of the sickest beats of all time the overs not getting up in a St Kilda Carlton game holy no St Kilda <laughs> Melbourne Dogs game oh sorry oh, St yes, Kilda yeah, Western Bulldogs game he was on over we were on over 137 and a half mm. it was about 124 point score with like 12 minutes to go in the last quarter and it landed <laughs> on 137 that's sick it was disgusting it would have traded dollar one in play <laughs> Um, NRL Tedeschi's got this round covered there's already bets out for both but you can jump on board and get them now um, it's quality I'm loving it anything else we should push we well, did get some questions oh yeah thank you see you want to do them <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> you, you, you gave me the task so I thought I better step up we got one from Cozzy our man could you please provide could you please provide some clarity as to why backmarkers have a better chance of being competitive in races when there is a fast tempo or opposed to a slow or moderate tempo I don't think that they do. Yeah, I think it's very... If people are out there saying to you that, you know, fast races equal back markers coming into it and slow races equal They're leaders, probably not betting a lot. Yeah. Sort of, it's just, it's very case by case, that sort of stuff. Like, back markers can come into the, into the race, like, down the straight if they go slow and they're sort of bunched and you've got a horse sitting last. Like, they can be very advantaged because they have the best turn of foot. Back, I'd say the back markers, when they're disadvantaged, is when they go slow out in front 
and, and then they're too far out of the race. They just have too much work to do, but it's very sort of race-shaped dependent that. The key... Does anyone else want to say anything? I'll, I'll close it off. No, no, you go. The key is race shape, not race, like, like the speed of the race. So if, if, if you're on a back marker over 1,400 and they slow, the, the leader tries to, to save some petrol yeah, from the eight to the four, up. and the back marker just builds momentum and gets closer for doing no effort, he's got momentum and is therefore suited. If they go slow but the leaders increase the tempo from the 800 just slightly, the back mark has to work to make up that ground and therefore has used up more energy to, to close the gap less. In the end of the day, it's a race to the to finish point. Yep. But if the if you're if you're like slowing while he's just rolling, he's gonna be suited, she's gonna be suited. Agreed. So it's not about if they go real, real fast and then the last four hundred races real slow, it doesn't mean the back marker's been able to catch up. Yep. It's just they're all out on their feet and they're just all just grinding home. Yeah, they're just plodding along. Oh, we've got another one sense. from our man Jared. As an owner of one bad horse and maybe one not so bad horse, how much do you pay uh, attention to their trials before their debut? Uh, for mine, as an owner, you probably pay way too much. Yeah, an yeah. owner, you're probably <laughs> very biased. But uh, as someone who watches a lot of trials, it's probably the main thing I sort of do um, to gauge a horse's ability, especially early in their career, how they've sort of jumped out and trialed. Um, yeah, that's sort of my answer to that. Yeah, I. Tend to agree. Um, I don't put a heap of weight in, but uh, it, 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 it depends. Like I'll put um, weight in, like a, a, for example, a Irrel horse, or I expect to be there ready compared to a, a Patrick Payne. Here we go, a little rat pack on the game. This was the most yesterday. Yeah, well, but what Jack says is actually spot on. The, the, the trials are relevant to each camp. Yep. And, and different camp. Like if you had a horse with Anthony Friedman, and Nico, you, you'd say the same as me. Yeah. How their trials are largely irrelevant. If yep. it trialed really good, I'd be a bit worried. Yep. Whereas if you had a horse with like Elton and Zara, I'd say like the trials is trials is as what like a trials truthfully. Yep. It's yeah, a yeah, good that, indication. That's, that's like a good point. Each camp, you'd want to know how each camp sort of trials their horses to know where your horse is at within that camp. Yep. Peter, you're, you're the biggest owner on the table. Thoughts? Just a lot of the over here, just <laughs> sitting back, chilling. Um, no, you want to put it all together. Like In terms of, uh, you want to understand what fitness level the horse is at going into those trials, especially in some camps, as you said, we'll try and prepare a horse differently. So you've got heavy sand at home or something like that. If you've got access to a beach, obviously you can get a lot of fitness boost between a trial and then the first start. So some of those trials can be a little bit deceptive, but who, often you're who's just- Who's riding them? Yeah, exactly. What sort of saddle they've got on? Yeah. What sort of shoe they've got on? Yeah. Like, Get to a lot the of setup merchants. It's a, it's a guessing game, the yeah. jump outs and trials. But like what Nick does for us is he, he has a good understanding and profile of most of the key players in Victoria. So like that's a good trial for this camp or that's a bad trial for this camp. Not so much like this horse trialed the fastest trial of the morning. Like you'll never have a Friedman horse that trials in the fastest trial of the morning. Nah. It doesn't mean it won't beat that horse that mm. trialed the fastest that morning. Deep, deep, just like everything in racing, completely deep and very much he had a bit Table of a yeah, <laughs> He had a bit of a three-parter, our man. He said, "Do any full-time punters use the mailbag products?" I think we can answer that pretty quick. Yes. Yep. Yep. And then his other question was, "How much does a pro bet per unit?" So, I'd... which we're not. Well, that's answering. just a that's just mythical a question um, that I'm not going to ever answer myself. Um, it's completely dependent. The the yeah. answer is they they bet enough versus what they on average turn over a week or a month to win enough to pay for their lifestyle. 
So you might be like me and just have a mortgage and live a simple, humble life, and you need X. Or you might be like Barker, who lives in this penthouse, who lives one of the most lavish lifestyles of any man I've ever seen, and you need to bet a lot more and bet bigger to win more to be able to afford the shit that you do weekly. Each of their own. It's about... If it's what you do for a job, just like if you what you do for jobs make sandwiches at Subway, you just need to make enough to make to pay your bills. Yep. And we have one more Peter? from William. Anything to add there? Thank you. It's a mindset. He said, "How long would you say it takes for variables of racing and punting to even out and get an accurate long run indication of your winning and loss percentage?" <coughs> that's a tough one. No, I think that's it's either an amount of like um, bets. So if you're working out a system or um, an idea, it's amount of it's it's not so much a time period. It's an amount of like, bets that fit, hit that criteria yep. to make it like you've got a, a deep enough data pool to go, yeah, this is working, or no, it's not, or it's think it is, but I can alter this bit of it. I think it's more about the amount of bets you have that fit the criteria. So if if it's you betting off, if it's Nick betting off trials, it's not like one week or two years or one month. It's like mm. 50, it's like probably, I'd say 500 is the number that's probably good. 500 like ratings off a trial. Yeah. Am I good at it? Am I not good at it? He is good at it. I, I, I'd go up to a thousand, to be honest. Yeah, well, he, he, you're a lot sicker than the rest of us. <laughs> Fair point. Zach might actually have a thousand bets a week. I do bet a lot. Anything else? No, that's, that's about it. All right, uh, mailbag. We've got Nick's trial report. Try it out if you haven't. He declared the winner of race one on Wednesday at Sandown. Uh, we've got Manny Mail from Sydney. Rob is on course. Um, and we're not far from having Manny Mail in Victoria, I hope, and pray to all the gods that that happens pretty quickly. But even till it, until it doesn't, I'll just provide a race-by-race uh, race read on the form and anything I can glean from the limited.com coverage of the Manny Yard. Uh, Curly's mail is flying in Queensland. Get on board if you're not already. Movers going good. What else is that? The Gropers, which again is not a reference to Peter's <laughs> personal habits. It's a reference to the Western Australian state of Australia. They call them the Gropers. Thank you for watching. I hope you have a fat weekend on the punt. All the best.